We've been learning about the predicament of a person in this world. The way Hashem made a person. We've been learning that there are two parts to the person. There is the physical part that comes with all of the physical desires. Then Hashem gave every person a neshama. This neshama has wisdom. With the neshama, a person is able to beat the war of the Yezerah. As you know, in this world, many, many situations, people do things and end up hurting themselves. People walk around today, the more years they live, very often they are walking around with buckets of regrets. The reason why they have regrets is they made the wrong decisions. They only realized they were wrong after the fact. Sometimes you realize a minute later that the words you said did not help you. Sometimes you realize a year later, sometimes 20 years later. Every person in this world walks around with buckets and buckets of regrets. Looking back, say, oh, I wish I did that. I w and some people don't even have regrets in the sense of they don't even realize what went wrong. They just find themselves in the wrong place. They don't even know what they regret. That's, that's the, a whole full darkness. Anyway, Hashem gave us, every person has this neshama. The neshama has the ability to shine on the person and make all the right decisions. That's what we've been learning. And he says this, Lachen. Lachen sam ba'em Ach segura begahelet. We learned last week that if Hashem, Hashem made wisdom automatic in our mind, there'd be no battle. There'd be no purpose to life. Because remember, the purpose of life is that we need to choose to become special. You know, let me just run that by you for a few minutes. People ask, what's the purpose of life? It's very simple, not complicated. And if actually a person had a few minutes to think and to think it through, it's very simple. At the end of the day, the creator of the world does not need us. I hope we realize that. The creator of the world made us. I think we all know that. What was the purpose of Hashem creating the world? What is it that he was looking to achieve? Was he bored? Did he need company? Did he need someone to fight with? Someone to be upset with? Someone to teach? What, what was the whole point of creation? So David Melech says it in his words, very simple. He says, Olam Hesed Yibadeh, which means that in Hashem's makeup, he is a Baal Hesed. Which means, if you're a Baal Hesed, 
you just want to give. You want to give from your money. You want to give from your advice. You want to give from your whatever you can give. A Baal Hasid, not a person who does Hasid. It's a very big difference between a person who does Hasid and who is a Baal Hasid. A person who does Hasid means they do a lot of charity, they help a lot of people. It doesn't necessarily mean that they themselves are a Baal Hasid. It could be they're doing it for multiple reasons. They could be doing it so Hashem could give them wealth. They could be doing it so they can get a good name. They could be doing it because they want people to look at them in a certain way at a certain time. Image. If a person is a Baal Hesed, they don't wait for opportunities of Hesed to come to them. A Baal Hesed has in his blood the desire to do for someone else. That's the story of Abraham Avinu when he sat by the tent when there were no guests. There was no one to help. So why is he so excited about doing chesed? There's nobody who needs you today. Imagine you open up an organization to help poor people in the city and you open this up and nobody comes because they all have food. You're going to be upset? What are you upset about? Thank God. They have food. They don't need you. Answer is that when you're a Baal Hesed, when it's part of your DNA, you need to help. It's not just because somebody needs me. I need to help. It's part of my makeup. That's called a Baal Hesed. Very hard to know in life who is a real Baal Hesed. Like I said, many of us and all of us do Hesed. Some more than others. But it's hard to know who's a Baal Hesed. But Hashem is the Baal Hesed. Perfect Baal Hesed. Fine. This Midah, this characteristic of, of being a Baal Hesed, wants to do something for someone other than himself. That's what Hesed is. So therefore, Hashem wanted to give something of himself to someone other than himself. But only, only he exists. So he created a human. He created us in order to give us. Now, Hashem is perfect. God's perfect. Therefore, his gifts are perfect. If someone gives you a gift that's not perfect, that means they're not perfect. Hashem is perfect. His gifts are perfect. So what gift would Hashem be able to give us that is perfect? What's that gift? What can He give us that's perfect? Remember, Hashem doesn't give anything less than perfect. He would give us a perfect gift. What would God give humans that would be a perfect gift? The answer is, he would, the only perfect thing in existence is God Himself. So therefore, he gave us the ability to be like him. That is, the, a monkey can't be like God. A donkey can't be like God. A computer can't be like God. A human was given the ability to be like God and to be perfect. That's why in the Torah it says we were created in the image of God. What does that mean? It means that whatever God has, on a very big level, 
We have it at a micro level. And every single characteristic of God, truth, patience, compassion, kindness, all of those characteristics that God has, we also have. We are an image of the Creator. Whatever He has, we also have. Therefore, the Torah is so important when you learn, because when you learn the Torah, not only do you learn laws, but you learn how God thinks. And if He asked me, what does it matter how God thinks? Answer is, if that's the way God thinks, then that's the way you're supposed to think. Because we're a mini image of the Creator of the world. This is the opportunity that God gave us when we come into this world to, to raise ourselves. We're born angry. We're born angry. Every kid has anger. The goal is to become Eretz Apayim, to become patient. That's a life's work, to become a patient person, to eradicate anger from your life. Not just from external anger, even internal anger. One should never feel angry inside. A person is born selfish. Every kid's selfish. Every kid just wants his own toys. They don't want to share. The goal of our existence is to become a Baal Hasan. Every person is born with hatred towards others that might be infringing on his own Guy makes money. You hate the guy. I mean, you give him a kiss, but you hate him. Because he took, he took from your money. That was supposed to be your business. Supposed to be your deal. He took, a pie, he took a little slice or a big slice out of the pie. That's supposed to be yours. So you have hatred for people who either have money that you don't have or they have respect that you don't get or different things. The hatred that we're supposed to elevate ourselves above that. We're born in this world, what's the right word? That we're never satisfied. We always want more. We're never happy with what we have. Our goal is to learn to become Samea, to be happy with what we have. That's the purpose of life. So again, Hashem created us to give us. He gives us the perfect gift. The perfect gift is to be like Him. Listen to what I said before. He gave us the opportunity to be like Him. The obvious question is, why didn't He just make us like Him? Why did He give us the opportunity? He put us in this world and said, listen, I'm going to make you selfish. Let me see if you can become unselfish. I'm going to make you angry by nature. Let me see if you can rise to be calm. I'm going to make you a person who loves Sheker, falsehood, nonsense, but I want to see if you elevate yourself to be emet, to live a life of truth. Why didn't he just make us from the get-go to be exactly like him? This way you would guarantee every person would become a godly person. Look, the way Hashem made us, look how many people out there, Darwin claimed that we came from monkeys. Who could blame them? If you look at the world out there and you see how people behave and people act, we're not so far from a monkey. You know, one great rabbi said, it's a beautiful line he says. He said, if Darwin saw my rabbi, he would never think that humans can come from a monkey. It's only because he didn't see 
people of great elevation that he, he saw real monkeys who were just a little bit more advanced. But real greatness, you can't confuse that with monkeys. So why did the Creator make it that we would have to struggle to choose and become this perfect godly person? It would be so much better and guaranteed that you would give it to Him from the get-go. God can make us just like Him, godly, from the get-go. Imagine you're born, you're fully kind, you're fully patient, you're fully emit. Everything is perfect. Why didn't the Creator do that? At the end of the day, it was a very big risk. What He did now, it's a very big risk. Because many people, instead of elevating themselves, they go, they go the other way. Why did He do that for and listen to this very important answer. This is all to tell you what we're about to tell you. That was all introduction. Very simple. You can never forget this. You always have to review it. If the Creator would have made us like Him, then by definition, it means we're not like Him. Let me say that again. If the Creator would make us like Him, perfect, from the get-go, then by definition, that means we're not like Him. Why? Because the Creator is not one who receives. Hashem is a giver. He doesn't take. Taking gifts is not the Creator. There are two types of people in life. They are givers, and takers. A giver is godly. A taker is anti-godly. If Hashem would have made us like Him, that means we would have been receiving the greatness. That in itself is not godly. God's greatness wasn't given to Him. God's greatness was from within Himself. So if God would give us godliness then by definition it's not godliness because it was given to us so therefore it's not like Hashem it's not like you in order to be truly godly it has to come from within us we have to make it it can't be handed to us you know how today a person who's handed money feels embarrassed nobody likes a handout sometimes there's no choice but when you get a handout, you don't feel good. We all know that making money is so much more enjoyable than getting money from someone as a gift. Why is it like that? We know it's like that. But why is it like that? It's very simple. Because when you get something for free, it's not godly. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. But when you make it yourself, that is godliness. So therefore, to give us godliness is by definition not godliness. Because he gave it to us. It would be us taking a gift. It would not be the perfect gift that Hashem wants to give us. What is the perfect gift? That we will make our own godliness. The perfect gift is that Hashem would put us in this world. Look at this brilliant plan. What a brilliant plan. He would put us in this world. 
He would give us the capacity to become godly or not. He would start us all very young and immature and all the bad habits and all the bad things are already inside of us, already born. A little kid, he's two months old. What does he know already? He's already jealous. He already realizes that you're giving his brother or sister more attention. What does this kid know? He doesn't know anything. He didn't learn anything. His mind is so premature. It's so elementary, his thinking. Yet, already jealousy he has. Anger he has for the little kid. They don't take care of him. What does he do? He goes crazy. When a kid doesn't get what he wants, he's angry. Even after he gets what he wants, you see him. He needs to calm down a little because he's really angry inside. Who taught him to be angry? He's selfish. He wants it to himself. A human is born with all the bad midot. He's born with all the bad character. Hashem designed it that way. Because if we were born with all the good character, so who would not do the right thing? It would be obvious. You're born honest, you're born calm, and you're born unselfish, and you're born satisfied. You know how great that feels? You know how great it feels to be a calm, satisfied, honest, good person? It is the, it's gun Eden in this world. When you have, when you live in this world with all the refinement, it's gun Eden. You live an unbelievable life. If a person was given that when they're born, which dimp is going to go? Which fool is going to go and do anything else when you experience the beauty? It's like the person who never kept Shabbat before. A guy never kept Shabbat. Hazit, he never had Shabbat. His parents didn't give him Shabbat. He doesn't know what it is. He looks at Shabbat. These people are crazy. What are they doing? They don't drive. They don't talk on the phone. What are they doing? Shabbat is a day to go shopping, go to, go to relax. That's what he thinks. Who can blame him? When he looks at Shabbat from the outside, from the outside, you look at Shabbat, it looks like a jail sentence. You can't do this, you can't do that, you can't go eat it, you can't do that, you can't talk like this, you can't dress like this, you can't do that. Guy gives you a chot Shabbat, and you're living outside of Shabbat, it looks like solitary confinement. And you look at those people and say, they're out of their mind. What are they doing? It only takes a few weeks, a few months. A person will really keep Shabbat on the inside. He's not on the outside looking at A person will really keep Shabbat. It's Gan Eden Shabbat. Shabbat is a different out-of-world experience. Forget religion. It's the most enjoyable day of the week. If you keep Shabbat, you love it. But you won't be able to understand the pleasure of good things until you experience it. Nobody can understand the pleasure of humility until they're humble. It just doesn't work. That's the way Hashem made the world. Then you can't understand the pleasure of great accomplishments until you accomplish them. For a simple reason. If you already could experience the pleasure of Shabbat before you keep Shabbat, then who would not keep Shabbat? So it has to be 
that any elevated item that you take on in your life, you won't be able to understand the pleasure of it until you're in it. Because if you experienced it ahead of time, there's no more free choice. That's called giving a free gift to you. So what did Hashem do? He made us jealous when we came in. He makes us angry when we do. He makes us selfish. He makes us... Because if He would make us good, we would enjoy it so much. There'd be no free choice. So Hashem gave us all the negative to start. It says the first 13 years of a child's life, only negative. There's no real Yetzirah And then He said, okay, now... This is the material. Now it's your job to go and acquire for yourself kindness. Acquire for yourself patience. Acquire for yourself humility. Acquire for yourself all the beautiful things. Wisdom. Hashem didn't create us all with wisdom. You need to acquire it. So all the good things that elevate us are going to have to be acquired this way when we reach godliness, it's going to be coming from within. So therefore Hashem put us in a world where there would be the opportunity to do all the mistakes. You could live a life full of mistakes or you could live a life full of greatness. It's your choice. You're always going to have a balance of choosing right or left or choosing right. That's the way Hashem made this world. That's a perfect world because then a human will be able to perfect himself from within. Over here he says, so we learned that Hashem gave us this evil inclination, that evil side of us that we all have. The evil side that says, come on, get angry right now. It's going to help you. The evil side that says, jealous, he jealous. The evil side that said to steal. The evil side that says to murder. The evil side that says to be down and to give up. All that's evil. That's part of us. And he gave us a neshama. He gave us a neshama that's full of wisdom. To realize all that stuff is not going to get you to a life that you're looking for. It's a mistake. It's nonsense. It's just a trap. But, listen to this awesome. This is what he says here. Unbelievable hadith. He says, if Hashem would give us the wisdom, so that it would be obvious again. So what did he do? He gave us the wisdom. He says, he gave it to us. The word gahelet in Hebrew means a hot coal. Ever see a coal? If someone would look at a coal, would he see anything there? No. Any fire there? No. But all you need to do is to start stoking the coals. And all of a sudden, fire comes out. There's so much in that coal that you don't see unless you start. You know, even if you have a little fire, you start to fan it. All of a sudden, something that you never saw before came out. He says the wisdom... Hashem gave to every person. Every person has wisdom that they're born with. You know, you heard the story, I'm sure. You probably, maybe some of us laughed at it and said, come on, that's just, 
That's a silly item. Azal tell us, our rabbis tell us, that when a baby is inside his mother's womb, every single one of us, for nine months he's learning wisdom with an angel. He's learning for nine months. And then and he, and on his way out, they give him a smack right here. And then he forgets everything. Right. Sometimes I think that some people he smacked too hard. <laughs> when you read that Gemara, you say, come on, that's ridiculous. Why would they teach someone nine months and at graduation, they hit him on the head and forgets everything? What kind of school is that? Imagine you go to school at graduation, they beat you over the head. Now you officially forgot everything. Well, Hashem does nonsensical things. What, what, what's he doing? Hashem is so wise. Everything is orderly. Why would he do that? The answer is, it's not for God. It's what he's describing. Hashem gave every one of us the wisdom to live our life to the utmost. He gave us the chokmah. It's all inside. From the day that we're born, we already have all the wisdom. It's all there. Except it's hidden like a cold. It's all that. If you don't fan it, you should. then you'll never have access to it. When it says they hit you over, over the head, they don't make you forget everything. It just becomes locked. What's the way to unlock it? That's what we've been learning. What is the, un, what is the way to unlock wisdom? You have to start thinking. That's what we've been learning. You have to use your mind. You have to use your mind to awaken the wisdom that's inside of you. When we learn wisdom, it's not from the outside. When we learn wisdom, we're learning what's already inside. But we're not able to access the wisdom because it's closed like a cold. And when we start using our mind and we start to learn, that's why you come here every morning. When you come here every morning, what, what, what are we doing? We're not learning new things. We're learning things that we already have. But they're unrealized. They're closed. And all of a sudden, every day that you start thinking more and more and more, whether you're learning from a book or you're learning from words or you're just thinking on your way somewhere, the more a person uses their mind, the more they have access to the wisdom that was given to them to light up their life, that they could live a life of Gan Eden. That's what he says. The wisdom to make your life Gan Eden. You know, we think, we, we grew up thinking that the reason we live in this world is to prepare for Gan Eden, to a place of pleasure after this world, which is true. Not that simple. It's a lot deeper than that. They told it to us in simple terms so a five year old could understand it. It's much deeper than that. But let me just tell you something. How do you prepare to live in a world of pleasure? How do you prepare for that? You prepare for it by living in a world of pleasure in this world. Meaning, in life, if you for example, if a guy wants to prepare to hit baseballs, so what does he do? Shoot basketballs? 
He goes, what, he gets a hockey stick? If he's preparing to hit baseballs in a game, he takes a bat and a ball, and he goes into his backyard, and he just keeps hitting until he gets to the game. The way you prepare for things that are going to happen is you do the same thing in order to get good at it. In order to prepare for the world of pleasure, you have to bring pleasure into this world. That's the way you practice. The way the practice Gan Eden in the next world is to live Gan Eden in this world, where every moment of your life is a life of pleasure. This is the goal of life. People don't have this on, they, they think this world is here, we're here to suffer. God forbid. I told you yesterday on Shabbat, I mentioned an unbelievable thing. The Rambam, such an interesting thing. He says that he saw written from a philosopher. This philosopher was a brilliant man. His philosophy was that this world is the Gehinam of another world where people messed up. So they sent them to this world as their Gehinam. Could you understand the view of this philosopher? Could you understand how much pain this man is living? So much so that he viewed this world as Gehinam. And I could say with full, full confidence that he's not alone. There are a lot of people that living Gehinam. Don't be, don't be misled by the lefts and don't be misled by the external. Don't be misled. There are a lot of people in Deal, New Jersey, right here, where we live. A lot of people that have everything that they need to live a great life and are miserable people. They're miserable very often in their relationships, their marriages, with their children. They're miserable with themselves. They feel lonely. There's a lot of misery out there. There are moments of happiness, but a lot of time it's not easy. So many people, not one or two, not the minority either. It's an overwhelming majority of people that are not satisfied. They're not living Gan Eden for sure. Some are suffering tremendously, some less. But Gan Eden, how many people could stand up and say, my life, Gan Eden. I live, I don't need to go to Gan Eden. I'm already in Gan Eden. My marriage is Gan Eden. My home is Gan Eden. My life has got that in every moment. This is the preparation. This world is the place we're supposed to take it and make it come heaven. But if you don't use your chokhmah that God gave you, if you leave the coals inside sitting and they're never exposed, then you end up in Gehinam in this world. You end up understanding the philosopher very well. This is God in Gehinam. Hashem gave us this wisdom in a coal hidden here. You could choose to open it up, light up your life. Imagine you get married with wisdom, without wisdom. Different world. You get married without wisdom. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care where you're living. I don't care how smart you are. You married without wisdom. You can get ready for getting them covered. Just like in the movies, when they say the end. Did you ever see the end? They get married and they say, or they say, happily ever after. 
right? And then they ride off, always in a cliff. But this is that, that if you don't get married with wisdom, you're going to get in real shock treatment. Everything is like that. The entire world is dependent on your wisdom. And it's there. That's the good news. The good news is you don't need to go and get it there. You need to start using your mind so you can get it out of yourself. So look at that wisdom. Of the, and with this we end. Look at the wisdom of the creator. He put us in the world where we have all these things pulling us the wrong way. Being dissatisfied, being angry, but all the bad things, they're all pulling at us. In fact, we start our life with them. And now he gives us the wisdom. The wisdom, we said last week, if you have wisdom, it's not a match to all this nonsense. Not a match, it's obvious. If you have wisdom, it's obvious. You don't, you don't do that, you don't say that, it's obvious. But if he gave us the wisdom already open, if the fire of wisdom is burning from the time that we have it, it's no match. It's obvious, of course we would do the right thing. And you'll say, so what's wrong with that? What's wrong with you? you have no free choice then? That's called a free gift. So what did he do? He gave us the wisdom. It's there, but it is closed. And now you have to open it up. You have to use your mind. You have to use your thoughts in order to open up the wisdom and then all of a sudden, you see a whole new world. That is the free choice that God gave us. So bottom line, if someone asks you, what is the free choice that Hashem gave us? Where exactly is the free choice? It's in that spot right there. He gave you the wisdom to go through life in the most beautiful Gan Eden way. It's going to be your choice to open the coals or to leave it closed. That's the purpose of what we're doing here. My blessing to you. Have a beautiful day. Shabim Matzliah. Amen.